I don't know why. I just like playing this in the beginning of it. We're gonna get copyrighted by. HBO. I know. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop real quick. Hey, welcome to Couch on Fire podcast. I'm Rob. He's Griffin. <laughs> this is the Afterburn, yep. the mini series of Game of Thrones. Yes. And it's who? Holy shit, boy! We got a doozy today. So, um, first things first. I saw it before you because you were working. Yes. I wanted to text you so bad, and well, I did, but I wanted to say more than just "holy hell." Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I felt like I was getting ready to leave, and I felt my phone go off. And I look at my phone, and it's Rob. It's like I swear to God, if this motherfucker spoiled this episode for me, I will send a dick pic, and not at a flattering angle. Uh, I would like to see but that. I got, nah, not really. Yeah. It's like it, it, okay. It kind of it, it looks almost like you know that shot of Nessie just rising out of the fucking water. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, it's only right. it's a forest full of brambles. My, but, um, mine's like the Ewoks dancing at the end of uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so now that we've completely gone off the point, um, yeah, I got home at like eleven o'clock at night, and it's like, God damn it, I got to watch this fucking hour and a half long episode. I was bitching the whole way up, getting food and everything. Oh man! And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did too. I, I'm glad I didn't try and watch it today because, like, spoilers everywhere, dude. Holy shit! Oh, I know. I mean, I just went on Facebook this morning, and well, let's say spoilers in front of this. But mm-hmm. um, I, as soon as I logged on to Facebook, just to see what the, because that's like for some reason my brain's wired now. As soon as I get up, that's the mm-hmm. first thing I do. I looked on it, and then mm-hmm. someone's just like. Fuck yeah, Arya Stark, yeah! And I was like, oh man, imagine if I didn't know. I'd been like, what the fuck happened with Arya Stark? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just, but, oh, what? I applaud. It's a good episode. I, I wouldn't say it's a 10 it's out of a really good episode. I would give it a 9 out of 10. And I think the mm-hmm. only reason why I would not give it a 10 out of 10 is because it was a very dark episode. And it was really hard mm-hmm. to see or know what the mm-hmm. fuck was going on for a little bit. But honestly, the. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. The other side of things, it was kind of good that you didn't get to see what the fuck was going on because um, that was a crazy damn episode. <laughs> I mean, there was just so much yeah. going on that you were just like, oh. Yeah, there's not not really a way they could get enough choreography going mm-hmm. to where they could show everything in all the detail that we wanted for like 88 minutes. Well, let's uh, let's start breaking it down. The beginning. Mm-hmm. From the beginning. Um just this the sheer like it i love the way they filmed the very first couple minutes with them following sam his hand shaking like him just being nervous like it was very it was a good i don't know it just felt it felt good like when they were it felt filming human that. yeah it just like they were like it was first person view like you were following him like oh my god like and mm-hmm. it was just he was just troubling and he was just running up you know well, it, it was nice to see where everybody was at, what everybody was doing, um, and I really loved the idea of following Sam as a character. You have all these other different characters like John and fucking Grey Worm and the Hound and everything. It's like they're they're fearless badasses. They'll just run in, just whoop some ass. They're not worried at all. But it's nice to see the human side of things. Uh, see Sam still willing to be a hero and not willing to cower down in the crypts with his family, even though he's scared shitless. Oh yeah. Well, I think, I think because of that, it, it made well ha- like ninety nine percent of us that actually watched the show would would not mm-hmm. survive this battle in real life. Um, so f- they 
to me, that whole little seg, that little segue of him just doing that, or that little scene of him just following him and him just looking worried and doing all this stuff, it made mm-hmm. me, it personalized it to me. Like I felt like that probably would be me, not because I'm fat, but also because I would probably be doing the same shit he's doing. Like I want to be a part of the battle, yeah. I want to help out, but I'm scared of shit. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not trying to be no hero here. Um, Y'all want to take it from here? I'll hide in the crypts. Thank you, dude. The quietness in the first yes. ten minutes, you could hear a pin drop. Like no one was saying anything. No, no one's. I was, I was literally like, the, you see the army, it pans out. You see this beautiful army. Um, you do, you do hear the dragon swoop by, and everything. And then mm-hmm. you know Daenerys and John are up on the on the hill watching this kind of unfold. And you don't see anything. I was waiting for a Braveheart moment. I was waiting for someone to be like, you know, they may take our lives. But they'll never take off freedom, you know, just something. I was waiting for something, but nothing. I think it. I think it was nice that they didn't. It, I. I think. Yeah, it was no. It was good. It, it gave the suspense. Um, and Melisandre coming out of nowhere. I was a little confused at first. So when she come rolling up, I was like, "Is she working for them? Like, what the fuck? Why is mm-hmm. she? What's what the hell's going on?" And then the Delfraki, who's like supposed to be like the biggest, baddest. No one can beat them in the open field, the open land of battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she like she lit all of their swords on fire. It was great, and they just fucking charged. Oh, that was that was a good thing. And then that was such an amazing scene. That honestly, as soon as like, and then when you see their lights start going out, mm-hmm. that was the scariest shit. <laughs> oh, that was really fucking intimidating. Like, I like, oh my god, this shit's going down now. But it actually kind of makes sense when you think about it. You know, um. The whole point of the Dothraki thing, mm-hmm. like the whole reason why they got their ass whooped, is because the Dothraki's strength is in being totally fearless and everyone else being scared shitless of them. You know, that's why they have like the war yells, that's why they scout people and shit like that. Like yeah. if you look at the, the battle on the field between them and the Lannisters, um, <clears throat> they're actually holding their own really well as long as they kept their shield wall. Yeah. It's when they started breaking and routing and stuff. That's when the Dothraki just came in and just started whooping ass. The dead are not afraid of anything. They'll they'll absorb that whole charge and just keep on fucking going. Well, when when you when all the lights went out, so Joron won with them. Yeah, and when and, all, and my boy Ghost and uh, yes, Ghost. Which by the way, I still don't know where the fuck he is, but that's another. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. So they all went. Okay, it's like okay, this is gonna start. You know. Bam. I thought that zombies were going to start charging at them at the same time, but you don't see anything. You don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. You just start seeing light. You start hearing them screaming because they're doing their war, their war, like a uh, shaka, you know, their war thing. They're going out there, haka. Mm-hmm. They're going out there. They're doing something. Next thing you know it, lights go out and you start, you hear a horse come running back and then Delfraki. And I was like, oh my God, then you see, you know, draw on. And I was like, holy shit, they just got their ass key beaten <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was scary it was scary this was a horror movie this whole episode was a horror movie i'm just gonna let you know that yeah it really really was and dude, <laughs> this the whole like whole time i've been talking so much shit the entire time about how the army of the dead doesn't seem scary anymore about how they just they get mowed down by the fucking hundreds every time. Yeah. But 
this episode finally made them scary again. For the first time in so long. Well, it was very... It was very... Well, this episode, it was very graphic. It was very mm-hmm. World War Z-like. Like, uh, you ever seen World War Z? Or at least read, yes. or read the book? Because... I uh, well the book's totally different from the movie by the way because I actually yeah, read yeah, I actually yeah, read that book day. yeah um but the what were it was very like yes it was it was just it it was it was a good zombie flick <laughs> I mean there's mm-hmm. no way around this so that whole thing happened and then um I see I liked that it was dark and you didn't really get to see a lot of the zombies you just see like blackness start you know them start charging and all that stuff. Um, I like when the the dragons came through and lit some of them on fire, because when they lit some of them on fire, you for a glimpse you get to see like hundreds of uh, the zombies. Even though it only lit like fifty of them, it's like someone flipped flickered the light real quick, and you get to see like everything because the 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 light from the fire just shows you the sheer volume of how many zombies are out there, um, or White Walkers or whatever you want to call them, because they're really not the White Walkers, but. Mm-hmm. The dead. Um, the look on everyone's face, I think, is what was like, like what well, I, they were about shitting a brick. I wonder, like, <laughs> when they were all standing up there and they just that whole thing happened with the Delfrakis. I wonder, like, for the actors, I wonder if they held up like pictures of people drowning puppies or something. Like, like, what did they do mm-hmm. to get that that reaction? Like, oh man, we're fucked. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was great. It was a, it was a great beginning. I won't, I won't call this the Battle of Winterfield. I'm gonna call this the Massacre of Winterfield, because it was a massacre. I mean, mm-hmm. now before we get into probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole episodes, one of them. I'm not gonna say all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, our theory of the Night King going down the King's Landing? Totally went out. Yeah, that everybody thought yeah. that. I mean, every everybody I talked to, because it's not just you know me and you. We do this podcast, but I talked to a lot of people about this, and it's not just that. Everyone thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. And nope, came to nothing basically. Nope, yeah. yep, just went out the fucking door. Um, but anyway, one of the best scenes of the whole episode is the library scene with Arya. I could see that. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's almost set up like a horror movie. Yeah, I mean there there is one I you have to allow me my one nitpick, okay? I, I, I won't nitpick anything else in this whole fucking episode. But this happens a lot, especially in zombie shows like The Walking Dead, and it drives me fucking crazy every time it happens. When some when somebody's sneaking past a bunch of zombies or something, and the zombies themselves are making noise. Mm-hmm. And then they make a small noise. Like with Arya, it was literally a fucking drop of blood dropped yeah. on the ground. And all the zombies are like, what? I, it sounds like there's a human over there. I thought maybe he smelt the blood. That's what I was thinking. Because she, even though she was silent, but she still shuffled, you know, right. from bookshelf to bookshelf. So, I mean, I thought maybe, you know, they did emphasize, I guess, the sound of the blood, but like... I thought maybe he mm-hmm. smelt the blood. I was like, "Oh no, I don't know." I don't like I said, it's such a it's such a minor thing. It doesn't <clears throat> really affect the episode for me anyway. But it's like it happens all the time. I'm like fucking stop it! Like they're <laughs> either gonna notice, they're either gonna realize all, they're gonna either see all the sound 
like all the zombie sounds that they're making, they're going to be constantly like, wait a minute, do you make that? You say that? You say that? Or they're not going to notice it because they're fucking stupid. They're little zombies, you know? Yeah. I don't know, but... Well, I mean, that, I, could, I could see that. I could see that. Um, I have, you know, besides the darkness, there was... Well, I didn't have a... My, so my wife doesn't watch the show, um, but she actually watched this episode with me because you really don't need to know anything about this whole series besides mm-hmm. that these are dead people attacking a castle. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's really all you need to know. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. much the name of the game um it's just non-stop uh deaths uh a lot of you know just regular people dying um i honestly thought more more story driven characters were gonna die than they did yeah i was really surprised there was a really low body count um obviously the ones the the two i mean gray room i thought was definitely fucking dead i was telling my wife about his story and she was getting a little upset. Like, oh, I was like, I mean, if you, you know, there's a lot to, I mean, this episode went by fast because there was just nonstop going, 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 going. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a part towards the end, well, kind of the middle end, where mm-hmm. the music, <clears throat> the music, this music started playing, and then you just knew it was all fucking over. Like, to me, like, I was like, oh my God, this music is the saddest music ever. <laughs> it's just gonna do something. It was yeah. just so like, oh. but but let's kind of let's draw it back a minute because oh, we kind of we jumped right into the middle of the fucking episode. Oh no, um, um, there's still there's still a lot to cover. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll swing back and AD, forth. AD, but, uh, ADHD. It's a bitch. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> I am as a book reader. I am so glad the Unsullied finally got their due last night, and finally got to show the world why they're so famous. Yeah. Because in the show, it's it's unfortunate, but they, they kind of just get used to show how strong that enemy of the week is. You know, yeah. you see people just getting killed off. Like the fucking Sons of the Harpy. In the books, the Sons of the Harpy, the only times they really deal with the Unsullied, like they'll find two guys patrolling alone and like 18 fucking people will jump them and just stab the shit out of them. But in the show they were just wiping out Unsullied left and right man just just taking them on like in straight up combat and they were getting fucking annihilated and even in war scenes and stuff you were still seeing pretty heavy losses yeah. on Daenerys' side for the Unsullied it's like dude these guys are supposed to be some of the best infantry in the world well, def- which is why it was you, you, well, it's, you definitely saw that last night <laughs> you definitely yeah yeah I, I was about to complain at first because they started dying in droves, but dude, those motherfuckers put in work. Well, S- just side by side in their little phalanx or whatever, just single-handedly holding back the army of the dead. Well, it I was, was amazing. I was explaining it to my wife, like I said, she doesn't know that they're pretty much like because she's seen three hundred, the three hundred Sparta, the, you know, the three hundred, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, yeah, they're basically like uh, the Spartans of Greece. You know, these guys are just literally trained to be killers and just trained to be, you know, these. And they held good. I love when they were just like, everyone, all these fucking people were retreating. And they're like, no retreat. And they're just fucking staying there and just holding them and holding them. Um, That was great. Um, Yeah, it was. One thing that happened during that thing, uh, so the, the dragon fight. So eventually... Jon Snow, he called it. He said, the Night King's coming. And we all know, he always knows when the Night King's coming. There's usually a storm that it brews. Mm-hmm. 
So this uh, this storm, right. the storm came about, and that's when all of our hopes and dreams of the Night King going to King King's Landing just died. Um, but as soon as you saw them, like I love, I it was so beautiful. The um, the scene when they're above the cl- the storm and that moon. There were a lot of really amazing shots this episode. Yes. But that that dra- those two dragons are sitting up there, and then one, and then Jon Snow just dives back into the clouds. It was just a good. It looked it looked natural. It looked real. Like it just looked good. And maybe because of the darkness of the episode, like they could get away with any flaws. Because you know, yeah, this, yeah. the CGI definitely looked a lot better this episode through the virtue of just being dark as hell. Yeah. Um, but um, I love the. Uh, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I knew they had a trench. I was like, I remember that in the last episode they were building a trench. What the fuck's this trench? Then eventually yeah. the trench got lit on fire, which was great. And I did not think of the dead just started piling up on them and just make a bridge. I didn't think about that shit. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, do you did, did the Night King tell them to do that? Because there was a scene where he just kind of put his hand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, the idea was is that he kind of took direct control for a minute. Yeah. But <clears throat> that's something else I – as much as I love to bitch about zombies as like in as being played out because they really are, um, I got to give props to that in this episode. It really worked out. It really made them a lot more intimidating as enemies because they're doing things that you and I would never think to do, stuff that a reasonable human being would never actually do. So all this training of theirs and all this stuff that they're just you know basically training to fight against the living doesn't work against the dead yeah like they'll just throw themselves into the trenches like this big phalanx you know they it doesn't matter they'll just human wave over the top of the phalanx which looked fucking awesome by the way um and then they fucking um what was it when they start climbing up the walls oh and they get over the tops of the walls just jump off into the courtyard and keep going see um that that's what reminds me of world war z the when they were climbing the wall in Israel, yes, yeah, I mean they were just using each other as ladders. Like it was like, we don't fucking need to break down your door. We can just climb this wall. And I agree with you. They they don't stop. Like they just they jumped over people. They didn't even worry about killing them. They wanted to get to the courtyard. <laughs> like they wanted to, they just wanted to fucking keep going. Like mow down. Like I would love a time lapse above the city with daylight just so I can see how it progressed real fast you know like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of zombies like just slowly start taking it over um, but yeah now yeah. go on I was going to say uh, I mean, I... oh my god we interrupt each other so fucking much <laughs> I swear <laughs> um, okay so they get, it, they get in you see um you see people doing work, which is nice. You know, Brianna Tarf, you see Jamie, you see Tor- Torman, you see everybody putting in work, and I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Um, when did you think, did you did you have a moment during this, did you think that uh, they're all going to fucking die? <laughs> there were, there was at least two or three moments with each character where I thought this is the scene that they die in. And... What I love so much about the episode is that despite there usually being so many bullshit reasons why a character doesn't die, yeah. each time a character survived a scene that I'm thinking they're totally fucking dead, I was nodding along like, okay, that makes sense. I'm not mad. 
You know, I'm not mad at that. Like, it's a great character building moment with everybody watching out for each other and kind of protecting each other. Um, the Hound and Arya both watching out for each other was great. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick question on Grey Worm, though, because we, we all assumed that he was going to die. Um, and you see, perhaps for the first time, him show some emotion when he pulls up the thing on the trench and basically leaves his brothers to die. Yeah. Do you think they're trying to, like, very 13th hour kind of give him character development and make him into less of an emotionless killing machine? Um, I think... No, I think they... Knowing yes, I think that scene was supposed to represent even he knew that he's fucked. So he had to do that. Because his men were just dying left and right, and they weren't retreating. And he actually says retreat at the end, and they still weren't retreating. So mm-hmm. I think when he pulled that, it definitely showed that he has a heart. And I think, you know, obviously they're going to blame What's-Her-Face, his girlfriend. I don't know where his name, her name, and I don't give a shit about her name. Um, I think it shows that, you know, obviously he has other reasons besides every other soldier to live. These other soldiers, they just, they're just fucking pawn pieces. And I hate to say it, but that's just how they're trained. Um to protect everything, that's just what they're doing. So I, I do see a little bit of what you're saying, but I don't think it's going to capitalize on that at all. I think he'll, he'll just be the leader of the next army in the next episode, because obviously she's, they still got to go to King Glenning and do work. Um, but I did, at, at one point, speaking of Grey Warren, at one point I really thought he was going to die. That's when I told my wife his story. He took off his helmet. Um, it just looked like this is it. And then the next scene was his girlfriend down in the crypts um, saying, you know, she just had a little a little line saying, you know, if it wasn't for the Dragon Queen, we wouldn't be here. We would all be dead already or something like that. Um, I thought that was just kind of like foreshadowing. Like he's going to he's going to die. But what was the point of that? Do you think? Because, like, I thought the whole scene between her and Tyrion was kind of sweet and everything. It was nice to see them just, like, getting along as people. Um, yeah. But then she just kind of... One thing, Sansa is, like, way too fucking hostile toward Daenerys all of a sudden. Like, I realized wow. they had that scene last episode and everything, but she's like, oh, you're divided loyalties to the Dragon Queen. We could never work out. I th- and They're building it up. They're building something up. Like, I think after this battle, like, I just feel like... Mm-hmm. They're not. She's not going to have any respect for Daenerys, and I. I just don't know what's going to happen between her and Jon Snow because there was some animosity when they were on top of the cliff watching this unfold. Yeah, it's it's like so, what the hell's the what the hell's behind that? So, I mean, yeah, this episode was great with all the. I mean, it's one of the best battle scenes I've seen in a long time, but there's still I mean the next episode is still going to be even better because it's just kind of like it might not have as much action but it's going to have more of the politicking of the Game of Thrones that we've come to love and I think that's what uh, that's what they're trying to set up too even though even though so much chaos is going on right now they had to try to set up for the next two episodes Uh, well three episodes really I think but they're trying to set that up so I think that's what it was it was just kind of like a one liner to set it up there was a couple other one liners that I don't really remember too much. Um, but I feel like they are trying to set up. I'll probably watch the episode again once I'm done watching uh, Endgame. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah. Yeah, go on. 
So we turned out to be right. There did there was some shit that went down in the crypts, but was I not the only one who was a little disappointed at what happened in the crypts? I I feel like you heard a lot more of things happening in the crypts than seeing it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like the I forgot about the crypts. They showed like bits and pieces of it for the longest time, but so much was going on upstairs that I fucking forgot about the on uh, the crypt uh, the crypts, and then um. When, when the Night King rose the dead again, and people started coming out of the crypts, I was like, "Wow, everyone was right." That's the first thing I came to mind. Was so many people were like, "Oh my God, the, the dead's gonna," you know, when he rises the dead, they're gonna come out too. And um, when um, Tyrion was behind the uh, Tyrion and Sansa was behind the um, one of the crypts, I really that that was the moment when I knew they were gonna die. They didn't die, but I really believe, truly, he kisses her hand. You know, it was it was mutual respect. You know, they weren't really romantically ever, but at one point I think they were married, so they were just kind of like, yeah, it was it was sweet of her to say you were the best of them. Yeah, talking about her husbands and stuff. Yeah. I mean that's not exactly exalted company to be <laughs> fucking put in, but it it was still nice for her to give him a bit of like a a little. Little boost, yeah. you know, which he sorely it could, needed. It could have. She could have also meant when she said you were the best of them. I also took it another way. Maybe the best Lannister. Well, true. Yeah, yeah. That, that could also work. You're the best out of all the Lannisters. Could be. Yeah, you can look at it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, but that, but that, but um, but I hear what you're saying. You saw some zombies come out. You saw them like attack like two or three people, but you heard more than you saw. I really wish they would. They invested so much up upstairs with all these zombies killing people, ripping people's guts apart why couldn't you show those in the grips like why it's with me it wasn't even that it was just nobody important i died or was in danger the entire time i thought for sure as much as like sam gets fucking shitted on (laughs) all the time i thought okay for sure gilly is gonna die yeah. Maybe even little Sam is going to die too. Because it's like, what purpose does she have other than to be married to Sam? Well, who knows? Maybe she did die. Do you think the show? Nah. The, you think the show would have showed it, or you think they just? Nah, you, you see her alive at the end after oh. all the zombies die. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. I don't. I didn't pay attention to that. Um. Ah, damn. Yeah, it was a crying. It was a crying shame, man. It's like, come on, kill some people. You think they're afraid to kill off people, or they want to wait until the awe factor? Well, I think it, they might have definitely been afraid to kill, like, a young mother and her child. Yeah. Who are the mother and child of one of the characters in the show, one of the most sympathetic ones. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Like, I love Sam. I love him as a character. I don't want him to suffer. Mm-hmm. But I want somebody to suffer, and he's the best candidate, so... Damn. Poor but... Sam. Poor Sam. Do you, um... Around that same time that happened, before that happens, actually, there's something that I thought was going to finally be it. Jon Snow and the Night King standing probably 50, 60 yards away from each other. I thought that was finally going to be the battle. I thought it was the thing that I've been looking forward to, his story arc. This is everything that's been leading up to this. The stare downs that they've had multiple times. The... You know, see you later, buddy. I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, friend. You know, like that that whole thing. Like, I just thought this was it. 
And then as soon as he started raising the dead, I literally told my wife, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. She's like, what? what yeah, he's what, like, what, he's what? fucking dead. I was like, oh, no. This is, no, it's not happening. And then he started charging him. I was like, okay, he's going to he's gonna stop this before it happens. But no, it didn't. Not really. And it, 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 it let me down. It let me down a little bit. I wasn't disappointed because what happens, at, you know, I like the way it portrayed. But at that moment, for me feeling at that moment, I was pissed because I was like, no. But then I was like, maybe the Night King's not going to die this episode. Maybe Jon Snow needs to fail for because he's always winning or you know the all, the good guys seems like they're always winning we, we need an episode of everyone just fucking failing and then the next episode everyone triumphs so that's what i thought was going to happen um but I, I really wanted that fight to happen but then once he brought everybody back everybody back i was like oh man yep everyone we'd lost to that point all well, the dead well, on both sides from that point to the end of the fucking episode I had no hope. There was no hope. I lost it all. Like, the music started playing. People in the crypt started fucking dying. Like, when the music started playing, I was like, oh my god. But then it made it seem like, so Sam's laying down on the ground when the music's playing, and, um, you know, I thought he was being overtaken. Jamie was being overtaken. Brianna's hearth was being overtaken. Tormund, I mean, he's just still a badass, so he was just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone started being kind of overtaken. Uh, even Daenerys... Save Jon Snow, but then her dragon fucking gets overtaken. She falls down. I'm like, is she gonna die? Like, this is it. Like everybody, I I literally thought I was like, does this show have the balls to kill everyone? That was such an insane fucking scene right there. When when the dragon starts getting swamped with like hundreds of zombies all at the same time. Yeah, it looked like ants crawling on like an animal like fire ants just fucking eating the shit out of an animal <laughs> yeah honestly it looked like when those like really big ants start crawling over another insect and just start like eating it alive yeah that's what it really looked like to me and i mean it was kind of fucking weird how daenerys was like all right peace and just slid off of him like a fucking you know slip and slide yeah just took off running but i thought for sure that both the dragons were gonna both the living dragons were gonna die this episode yeah. I thought there's cause that way you know yeah, it really increases the sense of loss for Daenerys it brings the fight with King's Landing into even more desperate straits cause it's like how the hell are you gonna win against Cersei if you don't have any dragons you know I, I, she has such a such a superiority in like troops and stuff like that I um yeah that I, I I don't know. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you what I think about the next episode. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. I um I, I was gonna say it then, but I was like, no, let's finish talking about this shit. So the, the yeah, just the music. So so what? Talk to me. Okay. I think we've gone long enough without without bringing it up. The elephant in the room, the penultimate fucking badass. My girl Leanna Mormont. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, I thought this little 11-year-old girl in fucking this stupid little-looking little armor and stuff, I'm thinking all she's going to... I wonder, how the hell is she... What's she going to do? She was talking in the previous episodes about, like, you know, I'm not going to be cowering down in the crypts. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, that's that's fine and everything, but you're like a literal fucking child. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I... then and then she's sitting there, and she's, like, barking orders and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, that's what she's doing. She's going to be, like, commanding people. You know, that's, that's fine. I, I get that. No, she fucking 
oh holy shit first things first when the when the gate gets busted down and that giant runs in and just like well, takes her <laughs> ass out sends her flying it's like okay that's one way to get rid of a character you know having <laughs> fucking pasted immediately well yeah real quick before you say anything when that see i've already started to give up hope and then when i saw the giants i was like the fucking giants i forgot about the fucking giants <laughs> like i'm sitting there like mm-hmm. holy i thought there was more than that by the way there's probably was but they only showed that one fucking giant um but okay continue <laughs> Look, she was a badass like um she held her own she killed that fucking giant by the way she stabbed that motherfucker in the eye with the dragon glass that shit was crazy dude and she was getting squeezed like you could just tell that her fucking face was about to pop like a cherry <laughs> well you could hear her fucking ribs breaking yeah. is the thing like she was clearly about to die just getting annihilated and then this like holy shit dude yeah <laughs> I gotta give her some props man that took a lot of balls that was a that was a nice elephant I have an elephant in the room mm-hmm. let's hear it Arya Stark what about her well I mean, she was a badass this episode for sure, but we've always known she's a badass. You know, well, it wasn't if, too surprising. If you rewind a little bit, before the library scene, she's up on the balcony fucking with this new weapon that she got her uh, her lover to make. Um, mm-hmm. And with that weapon, she was fucking destroying people. I was like, holy shit, she's an assassin. <laughs> I was just like, I've seen her. I've seen her fight before. I've seen her train with Brianna Tarth to do some crazy shit. But then that scene just really took it to another level. Then the, the library scene, and then, well, you know, she protected the hound with that arrow. Then the library scene, I felt a little like she was like she finally, she finally was just like, okay, well, I am this badass, but I do have a weakness. These things are fucking scary. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like chasing them through the halls. Um, the hound coming to her rescue. Who did he come with again? Barrack. Barrack, yes. And Barrack died mm-hmm. for her, basically. Well, for them, for her and the hound. And um like uh that whole thing. I didn't I didn't put two and two together when they were her the um Melisandre and the Hound were in the, the fire the you know, the little what would you call that, the hall? Where were they? I I'd I'd say I'd call it a hall. Okay. Yeah, they makes... they're in a hall with a fireplace and she said something to her, um, and I didn't hear it at first. And I, I was gonna rewind it, but I never did. But I think I, I think I know what it is now. Something about like, um, you're not done yet. The blue eyed. Something. Yeah, like- they. She said that basically, um, the last time that they met, Melisandre told her that she would see her again because she her job basically was to take many lives she was going to end many lives you know kill a whole bunch of people said brown-eyed people green-eyed people and then she paused and said blue-eyed people you know like because the white walkers have blue eyes yeah and uh and she but she basically said that you know the reason why they'd kept bringing barrack back and kept him from dying permanently basically is he had a purpose he had a reason to exist. That ex- reason was to protect Arya and to protect the towns, the, the hound, so he could protect Arya so that she could kill the Night King. 
So do you think she was always the prophet? Like she was always the one that was supposed to kill the Night King? Apparently so. That's the thing. It's like in in the books, no. There's there's like a, a million and one people who are supposed to be the the ones who kill the Night King. Yeah. But it's not Arya. I think she that was I think that was the 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 big shocker. Okay, so we've talked about mostly almost everything in a nutshell, and then obviously the last scene with the Night King and his uh his his four horsemen or at this time it's probably six or seven horsemen. They um they show up where Bran is. Um, now Theon, rest in peace. That was that was a good ending for Theon. I yes. think I think that was it was well good writing. I was telling I was telling my wife. I said, man, if you only knew him from the beginning of the show, you'd be like, wow. Why do I feel? Why am I sobbing over this man? And it's because it's good writing, and the way he won out was probably the best way. Well, him and um Jero, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a second. But um. Theon, so, you know, him and his men are guarding Bran. Bran goes into uh, three-eyed raven mode. And um, all this shit is going down. He runs, oh my, he's about to die. And Bran comes out of three-eyed raven mode. At this time, I will say this. With everything going on in the episode, I was thinking, hands down, the first thing I thought was, (laughs) so all this started as soon as he went into three-eyed raven mode. What happens if he comes out of it and it hasn't started yet? He just saw the future. (laughs) <laughs> like that's what I was thinking was going to happen, and then he huh. was going to quickly tell Jon Snow, "Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> like that's what I thought was going to happen, and then they were going to go down to King's Landing and just tell them, "Listen, this is the fuck was going to happen," and then the big big battle was going to happen. So that's what I was thinking at that moment, literally in the five seconds that that was happening. Then he opened his eyes, and that shattered every little hypothesis that I had. But anyway. When he looked at Theon and just said, you were a good man. Oh my God. I lost it. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. The... I got to give his actor, I think it's Alfie Allen is his name. I yeah. got to give him props, man. Because he, he portrayed Theon fucking perfectly. For better or for worse. No matter what little turn his character took. Was amazing. And all I can say is long live Lego Dickless I know it was just uh, now I will say this I didn't like the fact that he charged at him I thought yeah that was a little silly I thought that you know once he said that he would have turned around and the the Night King would have walked up and just fucking slit his throat or something Um, Mm -hmm. but him charging at it I think that was a little cheesy but it is what it is but when he, but as soon as he said that you know it's it's one of those things in movie in movies and TV shows you just right, with everything going on, this one-liners like that just really get to you. And as soon as he said that, you were a good man. Like, oh man, it just—it was just kind of like, oh, he's fucked. And you just know it. You can't do anything to save him. And that's what pisses. That's what gets you going. That's the emotion. So when that happened, it was just kind of like, oh. And then it took forever for the Night King to walk up the brand. Didn't you think that was a little bit extra long scenes? Yeah, I, I thought that was a little much, um, especially since I, I think the whole point was they were trying to set it up with the constant shots of Jon Snow, like almost making, almost making a run for it, and then he gets caught by the zombie dragon. Mm-hmm. They were trying to set it up like, oh man, how is Jon Snow going to get here in time? He's the guy who's supposed to come kill the Night King. And then, of course, you know, that, that doesn't end up happening. Arya gets him. Well, let me, let me, I want to talk about Jon Snow for one second. So, 
I um sometimes I I try to I watch a little bit more about the show in depth. Some people have YouTube channels that I watch and they talk really in depth about about Game of Thrones, and I think it's cool. I like to just hear people's thoughts because you know everyone's thoughts of this episode was totally wrong, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I like hearing people's thoughts. And someone said something, and they said, "Let's look at Jon Snow. Everyone thinks he's this badass guy." Like even even the Battle of the Bas- Bastards, they were saying, "Oh, the great you know Jon Snow tried to try- challenge him one on one the old way," and they didn't even um, he, you know it was said that he was Jon Snow's this great swordsman of the North, you know all this blah blah blah. But every time Jon Snow has did something or killed someone, he's always had help, and it maybe after after like the guy did a video a whole video about how Jon Snow isn't that great of a fighter. Every time he's did, if, even the Battle of the Baskets, yeah, he held his own with certain people, but I don't know. He's not this legend that everyone like. He's not the 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 legend that everyone wants him to be. He always has someone help him. And with that said, so now now going into this show, thinking that that whole scene with him with the dragon, I was just like, okay, well, this is your way to redeem yourself. Cut this fucking dragon's head off. Go save Bran. That's what I thought was going to happen. I think everybody thought that's what was going to happen. He was either going to cut his head off or he was going to stick his knife down his throat right before he was going to breathe on it. But this motherfucker stood up and did did the cry, the the scream that you do before you die. <laughs> yeah, that that was I, – I legit burst out laughing. That was the stupidest thing I saw this whole episode. Like I was sitting there. I was like, what the fuck? What, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. But – when that was happening, I, then I had—I never even thought of Arya. I w- did you have any clue that, that was going to happen? Well, I th- when she first like took off running, I'm thinking, okay, she's going to try and kill the Night King, and then she's going to fail and she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot about her until the Night King was right about to stab Bran, and I see like the little wisp of of wind go by that one White Walker's head. Yeah, and it's like, holy fucking shit! What about Arya? And then it's the shot of, you know, of the face of the Night King. And then in the background, you see her just fucking materialize out of thin air. <laughs> no, it was and good. And only, the only thing that kept me at 2 o'clock in the morning from yelling out at the top of my lungs was all my neighbors sleeping around me. <laughs> but I almost fucking cheered in the middle of the night. That was fucking incredible. Well, when he grabbed her by the throat, so she jumped out. And, but he turns around. He just knows he's the Night King, and he grabs her yeah. by the throat. He well, hold- she was she was screaming at the time. That oh know, yeah, that doesn't right. really well, doesn't really help you being stealthy. <laughs> but um, she he holds he holds her for a good couple seconds, and I'm like, oh, this is how she's gonna die. But then she pulls some Michael Jordan shit that he does in the thin air. She tries to stab him, doesn't work. She drops the fucking knife catches it in her hand as soon as she dropped the knife and she caught it i was like i was just i was like in awe and then he she fucking killed him and i was just so shocked didn't see this coming this was a left like what aria like is she the chosen one are you the chosen one (laughs) well that's the thing it's like she um she did that move last season when she was sparring with brienne yeah 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 and and I thought it was just like a one-off, just like, oh, we got to show how badass Arya is and stuff. Yeah. What a fucking callback. As yeah. soon as she dropped the knife, I knew immediately it's like, holy fucking shit, she's going to do that. <laughs> I, I did. And I, I, thought, I thought, okay, there's 
you know, there's no way it's going to work on the Night King, though. Like, he's the he's the big bad guy. There's no way she's going to be the one to kill him. She's just going to buy time for John to get here. Yeah. And then she fucking stabs him, and he actually dies. And my jaw was on the fucking floor. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, were you, disappo- All right. were you disappointed that she killed the Night King? Or you, Not really, no. Or were you dis? I was dis. I wasn't disappointed that she killed the Night King. I was disappointed that I really didn't get to see him in action, like really fight someone, like sword one on one. Like I'm gonna battle. Like I wanted to see a nice sword fight with two characters that have been building up. I I'm not gonna lie. I wanted Jon Snow and the Night King to have a battle. I don't care who would have won. I just wanted to see a five minute sword fight between two characters that we've been going for part of you you know everybody has that part that they want the night king to secede but then everybody has that part that they want Jon snow to be the hero that he isn't and that's what i thought was going to happen so i was a little shocked it was amazing it was a good shock it was amazing um and then once they all started dying i was like oh my god that's okay and then you start seeing the people that are alive um which brings me to my second favorite thing that's happened this episode and that's the Daenerys and Jara, mm-hmm. um, little thing. Uh, if you've watched the show since season one, he's always been on her side. He's always wanted to do everything for her. He, this man is in love with her. So it was so it was so great to see that he could defend her. And when he died, and she was just over top of him, and she was just crying her eyes out. I just knew that she loved him in a way <coughs> in a way that he probably didn't even know she loved him. She, you know, mm-hmm. and and then and then the dragon laying down like a like a lost puppy, like a oh everyone's sad. Now, do yeah, you like th- the What's up? I was going to say do you think the dragon laid down because the dragon likes Jara or do you think he, she was he was the dragon was sad because mom was sad? I I think the dragon actually did like uh did like Jora. Yeah. I say his name wrong. Cause, cause, well, I mean, it was it was kind of established that they they're smarter than other animals. Yeah. Like they have those, they're capable of making those judgments. Um, yeah, I, I think the dragon legit was like, oh shit, you know, Papa Jora, no, and just was upset. I don't know, maybe. Um. <clears throat> I did think if there was going to be a way for him to die, that was probably about the best way to do it. That was. See, him and Theon, like, no offense to the other deaths. Yeah, they were, you know, it wasn't that many. Well, at least main character was. But the ones that did die, yeah, sad. But those two really just, you know. I I wish it was four instead of two main characters dying. At least four. Mm -hmm. But it was good to see, you know... It was good to see them die, but it was also good to see the way they died. Like, they honored them. So it, le- it makes me believe that in the next episode, someone else is probably going to die. Or at least the next two episodes, someone's going to die that's going to be important. And it, it makes me – it reassures me that this is, the writers are going to do them justice. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I just I'm, – I'm shocked that, that he actually died. Because that means the House of Mormont is fucking gone. After Lyanna died, I'm thinking, okay, well then fucking Jorah's got to make it this episode, because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. But no, he actually died. So what, what happens now? Like, what? when this is all over, I wondered, will we get an epilogue 
episode where they kind of they show like where everyone is now so yeah. to speak like who gets bear island yeah who rules there because now the fu- all the fucking mormons are dead well that's a good segue to go into theories of episode four what do you think is going to happen i think most of the episode is going to be just like characters processing their loss basically each character lost someone important to them. Like, fucking Ed is gone for Sam and John. Yeah. Theon's gone for Sansa, John, you know, Bran, all these different people. Barrack is gone for whoever the fuck gives a cares <laughs> about him. Um, and then Daenerys obviously lost Jorah. Um, they're mostly going to be dealing with the loss. They're going to be taking stock of like what's ready they're probably gonna be arguing about Daenerys is gonna want Sansa and Jon on her side in the war against Cersei and they're probably be like man we've lost so much you know we just wanna be left alone in peace and she's gonna be like nah bitch I came here to fight for you now you gotta, now you gotta come me. fight for me I wanna they're see probably gonna... I wanna see the war between Daenerys and Jon that's gotta be an a battle right there not like a physical battle but just more of like an internal battle a struggle no I could I, I could see it being an actual battle I want to see Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark just beat the shit out of each other on live TV that'd be awesome just like a fist fight legal can you imagine he, if he just like grabs her by her wig and just like suplexes her on the ground <laughs> DD- I'd pay money for that DDP, DDT mm-hmm. <laughs> um I mean, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, the trailer, I did watch the trailer. I normally don't, but I, I was just so excited. I did watch the trailer, um, which I didn't see Wolf in it, by the way. Um, someone did tell me that Wolf was in the trailer briefly, so Wolf is still alive. Thank God. PETA, calm down. Um, yeah. I only saw one dragon. I'm assuming only one dragon's alive, but maybe they're both alive. I have no idea. I would assume that that one with all the ants on it or the zombies probably died or at least hurt. Um, no, I thought that was the one who came back to uh, Daenerys at the end. So that's her dragon, right? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that yeah. maybe that was it. Um, what happened to John's dragon? Well, it threw him off after it like had that dogfight with the oh, yeah, King's yeah. dragon. That's right, that's right, that's right. And I thought by the way that it kind of crash landed, that that thing's fucking dead. Yeah. But apparently, according to people in the uh, in the next episode's preview, now that survived as well. Yeah. Um, they show a little bit. They show the Iron Fleet. They show uh, they show you know King's Landing. So obviously, it may not start there, but it'll definitely end there. People going to King's Landing. Um, my whole thing is like. I'm shocked that they killed off the Night King, cause, but now, like, they're going to be weak. Um, I know Daenerys has, says she has, like, people in, Delfrecki's in, um, what is that called? The Dragonstone? Or Dragon, what is that? Yeah, Dragonstone. Yeah, that she has more people in Dragonstone on her side, but it's kind of like one of those things where, like, where do you go from here? That battle just annihilated half, all of the North was at fucking... Um, Winterfeld. So, whoever's left, do they have it in them to go down there? Like, this, there's got to be some kind of motivation where Jon Snow finally says, "I'm supposed to be the next person, the next king in line." 
and maybe they'll fight, they'll stand up for him because I obviously don't fucking like Daenerys. <laughs> like, I think the only way to convince them to go down to King's Landing is he tells people find out that he's a Targaryen and a Stark, you know? Yeah, shit, man. That's probably what they're going to be kind of hinting at the next episode is the kind of the conflict set up between John and Daenerys to see who's going to rule everything. Yeah. Um, probably it's going to at least be brought up. Yeah. Um, and I think that may also be where the whole thing with Masende was where she was talking about how you know if it wasn't for the Dragon Queen all that kind of stuff yeah the North is obviously going to stand behind John because he's the king in the North you know and she's going to be feeling betrayed because she threw all of her fucking Dothraki are dead you know she lost her closest advisor for pretty much nothing like she's about to lose the support of everyone to get her the crown yeah it's gonna fucking suck for her, man. You know, we talked about this, I think, last time. It's so... It's just so hard to do a prediction. These these shows are just so... Like, after this last episode, I can't... I'm not even gonna attempt to try to predict more than what I just said, because I'd probably be totally wrong. Just when you think you know somebody, they come from the left. You know, it's just like... It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway... My whole take on the episode was probably one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones history. I say one. I wouldn't say it's the best. There's some good episodes. And um, I still think the Battle of Bastards is a pretty good episode. The Red Wedding, obviously, probably is my favorite. Um, But this was definitely up there, for me at least. And yeah, I can't wait to see uh, episode four. Oh, me too, man. I just... I I, I hope it's not going to be like a... Uh, Infinity War kind of situation speaking of you going to go see um, Endgame (laughs) where because this episode was so amazing the next episode is going to be kind of meh I hope that's not the case we'll see Um, I I also wanted to point out we were pretty much all wrong on our predictions on (laughs) who was going to live and who was going to die this episode um well, we all thought Theon was going to die. I mean, we yeah, it's pretty much guaranteed he was going to die. He went out like a badass. But I'm amazed that Grey Worm is still alive. I'm fucking shocked and astounded that what's-her-name is still alive. The fucking that one. Yeah. My Great. girl Sansa. There you go. Yeah. I thought for sure she was going to die down in the crypts, especially after Arya gave her the dragonglass dagger. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, she's dead. Um, <laughs> I I don't understand how Ghost is still alive. I'm sure we'll hear something about that in the next episode. I feel like he was kind of useless in this episode. Like, he was just kind of put there just to, like, oh, yeah, don't we didn't forget Ghost. He's here. He's totally here. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you put him down in the crypts with everybody else? I think that would be a really great idea, you know, once the dead start rising, he starts growling and shit, and then you see, like, the stuff coming out of the sides of the tombs and maybe even like he fucking dies trying to protect Sansa from the dead you know I think that would be a really nice emotional moment but when I thought at first that he just died off screen just like during the charge and stuff I was fucking pissed man it's like I know he does nothing for the story and everything 
but he's been around since episode one. He's yeah. John's direwolf. You know, don't just throw him away for nothing. I mean, Jesus Christ, fucking uh, Brand's direwolf got a better send off than that. At least you got to see him die. Yeah. I do hope uh, Brand's more involved because right now he's kind of pointless and it's pissing me off. Yeah, he didn't really do much this last episode. There's a theory out there that when he was in the three eyed raven mode. Yeah. That he was warging into random people and just like throwing themselves in the way of characters who almost died. Yeah. I mean, I thought if he actually had done that and if we would have been shown it, it would have been cool. It would have made him a lot more important of a character. But he had the only thing he did this episode that we know about for sure is he was bait. Oh, yeah. It didn't contribute to the battle at all. I thought maybe, he, oh, he'll warg into ghosts. And he'll go around just ripping people's throats out. That might be cool, you know. But he didn't even do that. Like what the what? I understand there's not much you can do in a show that's supposed to be like dramatic and have these twists and stuff. If a, if there's a character who literally knows everything and he's willing to tell people everything, it kind of defeats the purpose. But Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> he can't just sit there in a fucking wheelchair and be creepy, you know. He has to do wonder, something else. I'm wondering if we'll, he'll probably have a big part at the very end. Like maybe he, you know, Cersei's just, I don't know, maybe she'll, I don't know. He'll have a big part somehow. I don't know how, but I, I'm, that's the only thing I'll predict. But I'm going to call this episode a wrap. Okay. A wrap. That's fun. Drop that beat. No. 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 No, not good. happening. No. But no. thank thank you everyone. That's okay. Thank you everyone that listens to this episode and I appreciate it. I'm check next week we will be back with uh I mean season eight, episode four. We're gonna talk about that mm-hmm. and talk about how our predictions are wrong, like always. Mm-hmm. Again. Um, <laughs> yeah. So any final words? Ah <sighs> fuck you, Ron, man. <laughs> <laughs>